Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Lord, I declare that I love you this morning. Jesus, I love you this morning. Thank you for this great privilege to be able to worship the Father. Father, thank you for this great privilege to be able to declare that I love you, to share my heart with you, and to know that you are here with me. Lord, I give you praise this morning because you are faithful. You are faithful. Lord, you watch over your word to perform them. You are faithful. You will never fail us. You will never fail anyone who trusts in you. Indeed, Lord, you are a God of righteousness and justice. Father, you are not a man. You do not repent. You do not recount the things you say. So this morning, I just worship you. I worship the beauty of your holiness. I worship the splendor of your love. So amazing that it redeemed me a sinner to yourself. I give you glory this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Once again, Lord, we are here in your presence to learn, to fellowship. Lord, to just be here. We ask, Lord, speak to us this morning. We ask once again, Lord, help us learn in your presence. Help us grow in your presence. But let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. It's a good morning, a good afternoon, good evening to everyone listening in. I am Murphy Eye Nike sharing devotion with you. We started a new book yesterday, so obviously I did not have to say who wrote the book of Ezra because yes, the name just goes with it. Ezra, uh, the, the prophet or the Levite Ezra wrote the book of Ezra. Ezra is a descendant of Aaron, Aaron the priest, okay? So, but he was also a scribe. Mm, very fantastic guy. His accounts are very detailed and we can learn we can learn so much from them we can learn from the characters in this book we can learn from Ezra himself we know all of the challenges that Zerubbabel for example is facing we will see some of that back in the book of Zechariah and the book of Agai so many remember all of these are happening at about the same time so when you read your bible okay and so you understand how to structure it and learn the lessons from it today we'll be taking four chapters so yesterday we saw how the temple was being rebuilt and when they finished laying the foundation people were excited but the much more older people when they saw the foundation were crying and I tell you, uh, that just speaks about us today. Yes. So, the older generation, we keep claiming that uh, what they are seeing in God was so deep. And uh, the much younger generation are wondering what we are tasting in God is so great right now. But yes, the Bible warns us that we should not think that <laughs> the old times were the best. So, we can continue to trust God for the best and God will bless us. In Jesus' name. Today we'll read four chapters 
uh, four chapters, uh, chapters four, five, six, and seven. The children of um, Israel or Judah, specifically, who returned, will continue to face uh, opposition in up to the point where actually the temple will be stopped, and we will see it. Zexis and Artaxerxes, okay, during that period, the, the temple will be stopped until it will be rebuilt again. And then we will see the prophets, Agai and Zechariah, you know, coming and prophesying. And of course, we will read those accounts back in the book of Agai and the book of Zacharias. All right, get your Bibles. Let's read together Ezra chapter 4. It says, The enemies of Judah and Benjamin had that the exiles were rebuilding a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel. So they approached Zerubbabel and the other leaders and said, Let us build with you, for we worship your God just as you do. We have sacrificed to him ever since King Esarhaddon of Assyria brought us here. Remember that Assyria carried Israel off into exile, right? And it was Babylon that carried Judah off into exile. But the king of Persia was the one who sent them to return back. But these people, the Bible actually called them their enemies, the enemies of Judah. And I'm sure someone can relate to this, right? Where your enemy comes in like a snake, you know, and is trying to warm into your bed. And is trying to weave its way into your life. Yes, that was what the, these enemies were trying to do. They were not happy they were rebuilding the temple. but And they were looking to take them down right from the inside but thank god for zerubbabel who was uh who was on point he knew he knew their plan verse 3 says but zerubbabel jeshua and the other leaders of is of israel replied you may have no part in this work we alone will rebuild the temple for the lord the god of israel just as king cyrus of persia commanded us so they made it clear okay that they are here on the king's command okay so the king would have you know issued a decree for them to have been able to do this remember when they went to go and get logs all the way from lebanon right that could only have been possible because you know they had the king's backing but these people were looking for different ways to be able to bring them down verse 4 says that then the local resident tried to discourage and frighten the people of judah to keep them from their work they bribed agents to work against them and to frustrate their plans this went on during the entire reign of king cyrus of persia and lasted until king darius of persia took the throne so again i say someone can relate to this some of us have people who don't just like us just want to do everything that they can you know to see us to see us fail but i'm telling you uh, there is uh, when god is on your side you will you will overcome in the end the bible says that if god be for us who can be against us verse 6 says that years later Zexis began his reign okay the enemies of judah wrote a letter so Zexis came after cyrus the enemies of judah wrote a letter of accusation against the people of judah and jerusalem even later uh, during the reign of king Artaxerxes of persia the enemies of judah led by bishiam uh, Mithredath, and uh, 
Tebiel sent a letter to Artaxerxes in the Aramaic language and it was translated for the king. The Aramaic language would have been the language that the Jews themselves would have used. Okay, so these people are trying to say, Look, we understand what is going on here. Now, listen to the letter they wrote Rehum, the governor, and Shimshai, the court secretary, wrote the, the letter telling King Artaxerxes about the situation in Jerusalem. They greeted the, the king for all, for all their colleagues, the judges, and local leaders. The people of Tapei, the Persians, the Babylonians, and the people of Erech and Susa, that is Elam. They also sent greetings from the rest of the people whom the great and noble Ashurbanipal had deported and relocated in Samaria and throughout the neighboring lands of the province west of the Euphrates River. This is a copy of the letter. Now I want you to look, learn from the way people coin up conspiracies. Now listen, it says to King Artaxerxes from your loyal subject in the province west of the Euphrates River. Remember that they have coined in so many people. So they made it look like as if they were speaking for all the people you know, or writing on the behalf of all the people. Okay, so this is how conspiracy works. Verse 12, the king should know that the Jews who came here to Jerusalem from Babylon are rebuilding this rebellious and evil city. Uh, they have already laid the foundation and will soon finish its walls. And the king should know that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, it will be much uh, to, to your disadvantage, for the Jews will then refuse to pay their tributes, custom, and tolls to you. Since we are your loyal subjects and do not want to see the king dishonored in this way, we have sent the king this information. We suggest that a search be made in your ancestor's record where you will discover what a rebellious city this has been in the past. In fact, it was destroyed because of its long and troublesome history of revolts, uh, revolts against the kings, the kings and countries who controlled it. We declare to the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, the province west of the Euphrates River will be lost to you. So, if you were after Zexis and you received this letter, what would you have done? Obviously, <laughs> stop, the stop the rebuilding fast, but look at the way the conspiracy was stylishly carved. They didn't mention there that it was Cyrus who gave the command. They didn't tell the king to check the records and check that Cyrus was the one that gave gave the command for them to rebuild the temple you know they said look check the records you will know that this city jerusalem especially has always you know been rebellious against all the king and of course if Artaxerxes is just checked a little bit he would have seen that several kings have come and gone tried to take jerusalem and were not able to okay so this is our conspiracy conspiracy work you tell just some side of the story and it was successful for a while verse 17 says then king Artaxerxes sent this letter this reply to Rehum the governor Shimshai the court secretary and their colleagues living in Samaria and throughout the province west 
of the Euphrates River. Greetings. The letter you sent has been translated and read to me. I ordered a search of the records and have found that Jerusalem has indeed been a hotbed of insurrection against many kings. In fact, rebellion and revolts are normal there. Powerful kings have ruled over Judah and the entire province west of the Euphrates River, receiving tributes, custom, and tolls. Therefore, issues issues or issue orders to have these men stop their work that city must not be rebuilt except at my express command be diligent and don't neglect uh, this matter for we must not permit the situation to harm the king's interests hmm. when this letter from king Artaxerxes was read to Hiram, Shimshai and their colleagues they hurried to Jerusalem then with a show of strength they forced the Jews to stop her building so I'm sure that look when Zexis, for example, and then after Zexis eventually came to the throne, the children of Israel or the children of Judah would have been wondering, we will ever be able to complete this temple. It was Cyrus, the person who gave us the command, you know, is no longer in, in power, you know, but as soon as these guys received, they came to stop, by force, so by force, to stop the building. Verse 24 says, so the work on the temple of God in Jerusalem had stopped. And it remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. In other words, all through the period of Xerxes and after Xerxes, uh, the temple continued to face a lot of resistance. And of course, under after Xerxes, eventually, it was stopped completely, totally. Let's move on to verse 5. It says that at that time, the prophets, Agai and Zechariah, son of Edo prophesied to the Jews in Judah and Jerusalem. They prophesied in the name of the God of Israel who was over them, Zerubbabel, son of Shittiel, and Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, responded by starting again to rebuild the temple of God in Jerusalem, and the prophets of God were with them and helped them. Okay, so when they received that, look, this is what God is saying. You know, they received courage and began to rebuild the temple. Verse 3 says that, But Tatinai, governor of the province west of the Euphrates River, and Sheta Bozinai and their colleagues soon arrived in Jerusalem and asked, Who we'll give you permission to rebuild this temple and restore this structure? They also asked for the names of all the men working on the temple. But because their God was watching over them, the leaders of the Jews were not prevented from building until a report was sent to Darius and he returned his decision. This is a copy of the letter that Tatenai, the governor, Shita, Shita Bosnai and the, and the other officials of the province west of the Euphrates River sent to King Darius. To King Darius, greetings. The king should know that we went to the construction site of the temple of the great God in the province of Judah. It is being rebuilt with specially prepared stones and timber is being laid in its walls. The work is going forward with great energy and success. We asked the leaders who gave you permission to rebuild this temple and restore this structure, and we demanded their names so that we could tell you who the leaders 
as well. This was their answer. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built here many years ago by a great king of Israel. But because our ancestors angered the God of heaven, he abandoned them to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who destroyed this temple and exiled the people to Babylonia. However, King Cyrus of Babylon, during the first year of his reign, issued a decree that the temple of God should be rebuilt. King Cyrus returned the gold and silver cups that Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of temple of Babylon. These cups were taken from that temple and presented to a man named Sheshbazar, whom King Cyrus appointed as governor of Judah. The king instructed him to return the cups to their place in Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple of God there on its original site. So this Sheshbazar came and laid the foundation of the temple of God in Jerusalem. The people have been working on it ever since, though it is not yet completed. Therefore, if it pleases the king, we request that a search be made in the royal archives of Babylon to discover whether King Cyrus ever issued a decree to rebuild God's temple in Jerusalem, and then let the king send us his decision in this matter. So what I take from here, you see, those who wanted to stop the rebuilding of the temple only wanted to just do it because they were jealous. That was all. Okay? They were jealous of, of the Jews and they didn't want to see the temple rebuilt. That's all I can tell because as soon as they did their part, as soon as Artaxerxes issued the, issued the order, most likely, obviously, when Darius came to uh, to the throne, most likely he appointed new governors, okay, over this over this re- this region. But those who always wanted, you know, to see evil come upon the Jews, had then moved on with all their wickedness. And I'm telling you, uh, this is what God. I have noticed that God. God does. Whenever God tells you to do something, hold on to his word. You might have men resist you, but I'm telling you, they will not always be in power. Hold on to the word of God and you will see our God come true for you. So these people wrote Darius and tells him, check the records. Obviously, when Darius checks the record, he would have seen that it was Cyrus indeed who gave the order that the temple be rebuilt. So let's go on. Chapter 6 says, So King Darius issued orders that a search be made in the Babylonian archives, which were stored in the treasury. But it was but it was at the fortress of Ekbatana in the province of Media that a scroll was found. This is what it said. Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus' reign, a king a decree was sent out concerning the temple of God at Jerusalem. Let the temple be rebuilt on the site where Jews used to offer their sacrifices, using the original foundations. Its height will be 90 feet and its width will be 90 feet. Every three layers of specially prepared stones will be topped by a layer of timber. All expenses will be paid by the royal treasury. Furthermore, the gold and silver cups which were taken to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar from the temple of God in Jerusalem must be returned to, Je- to Jerusalem and put back where they belong. Let them be taken back to the temple of God. So King 
Darius sent this message. Now therefore, Tertinai, governor of the province west of the Euphrates River, and Sheta Bozinai, and your colleagues and other officials west of the Euphrates River, stay away from there. Do not disturb the construction of the temple of God. Let it be rebuilt on its original site. And do not hinder the governor of Judah and the elders of the Jews in their work. Moreover, I hereby decree that you are to help these elders of the Jews as they rebuild this temple of God. I'm praying for you. Ah, God will use your enemies eh, to help you. Yes, they meant it for evil. But just when they are planning evil... God will turn their evil for good, for your own good, in the mighty name of Jesus. So they thought that they were doing the Jews evil. The king told them, thank you for reporting them. Now, I am telling you, I'm giving you this decree. Now you will go back and you will help these people. Verse 8 says, Moreover, I hereby decree that you are to help these elders of the Jews as they rebuild this temple of God. You must pay the full construction cost without delay from my taxes collected in the province west of the Euphrates River so that the work will not be interrupted. Wow. <laughs> See favor, eh? Yes. Favor from God can come from anywhere. It says, give the priests in Jerusalem whatever is needed in the way of young bulls, rams, and male lambs for the burnt offerings presented to the God of heaven. And without fail, provide them with as much weight, salt, wine, and olive oil as they need each day. When, when they then they will be able to offer acceptable sacrifices to the God of heaven and pray for the welfare of the king and his sons. Those who violate this decree in any way will have a beam pulled from their house. Then they will be lifted up and impaled on it, and their house will be reduced to a pile of rubble. May the God who has chosen the city of Jerusalem as the place to honor his name destroy any king or nation that violates this command and destroys this temple. Ha! You see how God works? He says, I, Darius, have issued this decree. Let it be obeyed with all diligence. So, ha ha! Their enemies were looking for evil from them. God turned everything around. 13 says, 39, governor of the province west of the Euphrates River, and Sheta Bozinai and their colleagues compiled at once, uh, complied at once with the command of King Darius. So the Jewish elders continued their work, and they were greatly encouraged by the preaching of the prophets Agai and Zechariah, son of Edo. The temple was finally finished as had been commanded by the God of Israel and decreed by Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, the kings of Persia. The temple was completed on March 12, during the sixth year of King Darius' reign. So, in Darius' mind, just build the temple so that God can bless me and my, and my children. That was all he cared about. But I'm telling you, God was still using him to see this temple rebuilt. And the temple indeed was finished. He says the temple of God was then dedicated with great joy by the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the people who had returned from exile. During the dedication ceremony for the temple of God, 100 young bulls, 200 rams, and 400 male lambs were sacrificed, and 12 male goats were presented as a sin offering for the 12 tribes of Israel. Then the priests and the 
Levites were divided into their various divisions to serve at the temple of God in Jerusalem as prescribed in the book of Moses. Verse 19 says, On April 21, the returned exile celebrated Passover. The, the priests and Levites had purified themselves and were ceremonially clean. So they slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the returned exile, for their fellow priests and for themselves. The Passover meal was eaten by the people of Israel who had returned from exile and by the elders in the land who had returned from their corrupt practices to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. Then they celebrated the festival of unleavened bread for seven days and uh, seven days. There was great joy throughout the land because the Lord had caused the king of Assyria to be to be favorable to them so that he helped them to rebuild the temple of God the, to, to rebuild the temple of God the God of Israel I'm telling you quite amazing so I'm sure the children of Israel would have been so excited that God just turned everything around finally the temple has been rebuilt and the children of God are in God's presence, worshipping Him again. Alright, let's complete this. Verse chapter 7 says that many years later, during the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia, there was a man named Ezra. He was the son of Serahias, son of Azariah, son of Ilkai, son of Shalom, son of Zadok, son of Aitok, son of Amariah, son of Azariah, of Marriott, son of Zerahiah, son of Uzi, son of Buki, son of Abishwar, son of Phineas, son of Eliza, son of Aaron, the high priest. So yes, they were just trying to help us understand the lineage of Ezra. But note also that Ezra did not come with the first, there were two exiles, okay, who came back to Jerusalem. The first one, this is the second one that Ezra will then will come with this party. It says, this Ezra was a scribe who was well versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel. So did you hear that? This guy, he says that he was well versed in the law of Moses. He was well grounded in the law of Moses. Yes, of course, he was part of that lineage, special lineage of the high priest, you know, Aaron's tribe. Since he was well versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel, he came up to Jerusalem from Babylon, and the king gave him everything he asked for, because the gracious hand of the Lord his God was on him. Some of the people of Israel, as well as some of the priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, and temple servants, traveled up to Jerusalem with him in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes' reign. Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in August of that year. He had arranged to leave Babylon on April 8, the first day of the new year. As he arrived at Jerusalem on August 4, uh, for the gracious hand is and he arrived at Jerusalem on August 4, for the gracious hand of his God was on him. This was because Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord and to teach these decrees and regulations to the people of, of Israel. So when Ezra was coming home, his own goal was that he was going to uh, 
again give the people a good account of what the laws the decrees of god was about the regulations were about and teach them you know to the people 11 says king arthur zexis had had given a copy of the following letters a letter to Ezra, the, the priest and scribe who studied and taught the command the commands and decrees of the lord to israel from Arthur zexis the kings the king of kings to ezra the priest and the teacher of the law of the god of heaven greetings so i'm sure that look ezra had so impacted the life of the king in babylon okay so we would have, we have read about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, people who, do, who did exploits, you know, in captivity. <laughs> yes, you need to add Ezra to that name. You know, the king recognized him as a teacher of the law. Yes, yes, he was a teacher of the law. He was a scribe. Verse 13 says, I decree that any of the people of Israel in my kingdom, including the priests and Levites, may volunteer to return to Jerusalem with you. I and my council of seven hereby instruct you to conduct an inquiry into the situation in Judah and Jerusalem based on your on your God's law which is in your hand. We also commission you to take with you silver and gold which we are freely pre, which we are freely presenting and pre, presenting as an offering to the God of Israel who lives in Jerusalem. Furthermore, you are to take any silver and gold that you may obtain from the province of Babylon as well as the voluntary offerings of the people and the priests that are presented for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. These donations are to be used specifically for the purchase of bulls, rams, male lambs, and the appropriate grain offerings and liquid offerings, all of which will be offered on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. So one thing Ezra has succeeded in doing was impacting the life of this king such that at the king was interested yes he was interested in the god of israel and how this god is worshipped worshipped that's what i get from Israel, and i think this is one lesson we can take from here today 18 says any silver and gold that is left over may be used in whatever way you and your colleagues feel is the will of your god 19 but as for the cups we are entrusting to you for the service of the temple of your god deliver them all to the god of jerusalem if you need anything else for your god's temple or for any similar needs you may take it from the royal treasury 21 i after sex is the king hereby send this decree to all the treasurers in the province west of the euphrates river you are to give ezra the priest and teacher of the law of the God of heaven, whatever a request of you, you are to give him up to 7,500 pounds of silver, 500 bushels of wheat, 515 gallons of wine, 550 gallons of olive oil, and an unlimited supply of salt. Be careful to provide whatever the God of heaven demands for, the, for his temple, for why should we risk bringing God's anger against the realm of the king and his sons? I also decree that no priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, temple servants, or other workers in this temple of God will be required to pay tributes, customs, or tolls of any kind. And you, Ezra, are to use the wisdom your God has given you to appoint magistrates and judges who know your God's law to govern all the people in the province west of the Euphrates River. Teach the law to anyone who does not know it. Anyone who refuses to obey the law of your God and the law of the king will be punished immediately, either by death 
banishment, confiscation of goods, or imprisonment. Hmm. I'm telling you, ah, God just blessed the children of Israel so, so, so much. In Ezra's case here, God, had, even though he was in exile, God had blessed him so much and given him a place of authority. He says, praise the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who made the king want to beautify the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, and praise him for demonstrating such unfailing love to me by honoring me before the king. Ezra speaking now, his council and all his mighty nobles. I felt encouraged because the gracious hand of the Lord my God was on me, and I gathered some of the leaders of Israel to return with me to Jerusalem. Wow, so quite an amazing read, quite a lot to learn. For me, uh, yes, Ezra stands out. A teacher of, I am sure you you might be realizing it for the first time today that Ezra was a sound teacher. To be in exile and to stand out just like Daniel stood out, Ezra stands out as a teacher. He had taught this thing so much that (laughs) the king was interested, yes, and the king realized what God had done, you know, to the children of Israel and then to Judah themselves and that why they were in exile. The king didn't want the same for himself. So he told them, just go worship your God. However, you, whatever you need, I will give you. So what do I take from here? Yes, favor from God can come from anywhere. That's one. Favor from God can come from anywhere. God can use anyone to bless you. God can use even a raven, can use a a Gentile king here to bless you. But my second lesson is that even in exile, even where you think you cannot shine and you cannot make a difference, learn from Ezra. God can use you. So I don't know where you are. Maybe you are in a foreign country. Maybe you are in a place where you are not being accepted. I want you to be like Ezra. Teach the law of God. Stand out with everything you know in the word of God in terms of principles, in terms of your value. And I'm telling you, you will see God's blessings in unusual ways in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I am praying for you today. You will succeed in the name of Jesus. I am praying for you today that God will lift you up. If there are any obstacles in your life, I pray today that they will come to an end in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. As we go today, Lord, let today be filled with blessings for us. Lord, let it be filled with unusual acceptance in the name of Jesus. Let doors open for us today. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.